Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Cyclones Fevercast is presented by BaseballTalkRadio.com. BaseballTalkRadio.com is the home of over 30 of the finest baseball podcasts with podcasts covering the U.S., Canada, and even a podcast on Japanese baseball. Fantasy Leagues, we got you covered. Even at Groundskeepers, we got it right here. If it's baseball, we'll be talking about it at BaseballTalkRadio.com, the home of great baseball talk shows. This is Daniel Weiss, Editor-in-Chief of Brooklyn Baseball Banter, and you're listening to Cyclones Fevercast with Gary Mack. And hello and welcome to the third season of Cyclones Fevercast, episode number 46. And it's great to be back with you again, talking about our Brooklyn Cyclones. And uh, just going to be a fun year, I hope. Going to have try to have uh, some very special guests on throughout the year. Not much to talk about now, to be honest with you, Uh Due to the Monday opening, and we are a mere 48 hours away as we record this on Saturday, June 17th, first pitch, June 19th at Richmond County Ballpark, Brooklyn Cyclones versus Staten Island Yankees, and the whole New York Penn League opens up on Monday. So an exciting time around the area, but not much to report so far. Uh, You know already that we have a new coaching staff. One holdover, Sean Ratliff, the hitting coach, he'll be held held over from last season. But we have a new pitching coach, and he is Royce Ring, former Met. And uh, Edgardo Alfonso is the new manager. He's been the bench coach and helping out uh, Tom Gamboa these past three years. He finally ascends to the top seat. He will be the skipper of the Brooklyn Cyclones, and they are down in in Florida working hard and getting ready and trying to put together a roster for the upcoming season. Something to look forward to. So um, not much else to report other than there has been uh, some changes in MCU Park that uh, I'm sure uh, new promotions that they're going to have you can find about about all of that at brooklyncyclones.com, and I am sporting the new uh, Brooklyn Cyclones alternate hat, which uh, I believe is going to be worn on Sunday. Apparently, they're dropping the red bill and navy blue hat in favor of these new colors. Uh, So uh, we'll see no official announcement yet. It's all been kind of hush-hush, but we'll see what happens with that. New promotion dates, as I said, uh, we're going to have uh, last year was a Coney Island Franks, the one name day change. This year it's going to be the Brooklyn Slices uh, in honor of uh, New York Pizza. So um, lots of good things there and lots of great things going to happen at the ballpark this year. So make sure you get your tickets and get out 
to catch the Brooklyn Cyclones in action. We do have a very special guest today, and I'm so happy to kick off the season with him, and he's going to join us. But let's take a break right now and be back right after these messages. Hey, baseball fans and book fans as well. This is Frank Nappy, author of the Legend of Mickey Tussler series, inviting all of you to learn more about my protagonist, Mickey Tussler, an incredible pitching prodigy who has autism. Follow Mickey's journey as he captures the hearts of fans everywhere with his blazing fastball and indomitable spirit. Please visit Amazon or www.franknappy.com for more information. Hi, this is the world-famous Mr. Brewtown of BrewtownSports.Potomatic.com. You know, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Google+, Plus. Uh, Brewtown Sports. You can also listen to the show at Stitcher.com, TuneIn.com, and iTunes.com. And we've got the new one. It's called BrewtownRadio.Webley.com. But the one that I'm most proud of being on is BaseballPodcast.net. It is the home of great baseball talk shows. Check it out, my show and all kinds of other programs all about Major League Baseball. So check it out. That's BaseballPodcast.net, the home for great baseball talk shows. The Phillies and Mets rivalry has never been better. Hi, my name is Rich Baxter, and I host Phillies Talk Podcast. I hope you'll join me as we talk all about the Phillies all season long. That's Phillies Talk Podcast at FightinPhillies.com. And now back to Gary Mack. 516-362-0443. That is the FeverCast hotline. If you'd like to be a part of the show and leave us a question, a comment, anything at all, that's the number to call, 516-362-0443. Or if you prefer, go to your computer at cyclonesfevercast.com. Click on the widget in the right-hand side of the screen. And if you have a laptop, you can leave a message right through your computer. Or if you prefer, send us an email, cyclonesfevercast at gmail.com. And joining me on this opening edition of the third season of Cyclones Fevercast is the brand new play-by-play guy. He's going to be the second man in the booth joining Stu Johnson. His name is Jake Eisenberg. And Jake, welcome to the Fevercast. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Jake, uh... You grew up on Long Island. You're a Port Washington kid. Uh, grew up a Met fan. Uh... How did you get into baseball, and how did you get into broadcasting? Well, I think I got into baseball kind of like anybody else my age by playing Little League and you know having dreams of being a major league shortstop or something to that effect. But I started getting into broadcasting really when I realized that you know there was no shot that I had any athletic ability to play <laughs> at the major league level, and you know, or even at the college level at that point. And you know, just kind of wanted to stay involved with baseball, and I started doing some broadcasting stuff in high school and in college and really, really enjoyed it, um, and it's, it's taken me here, so I've been very lucky so far. And as you said, you grew up uh, Port Washington, so you were a hop, skip, and a jump from uh, Shea Stadium and City Field, and uh, that's a great way to grow up. I grew up in Queens. I was a train ride away, so I kind of know the feeling about that. Yeah, same here. I mean, I, I, like you said, I grew up a hop, skip, and a jump away from Shea Stadium and City Field, and 
kind of grew up going to Shea Stadium with my family and sitting in those, you know, green mezzanine seats or those orange field box seats on, you know, special occasions. And, you know, we'd take the Long Island Railroad out from the Fort Washington line to, you know, that station that's now called Metz Willis Point. Or, right. you know, we'd drive out there sometimes. And you know, I was at the last game at Shea. I was at, I think, the first or second game at City Field. So it's, it's, you know, it's been a part of my childhood, and now it's a part, I guess, of my young adolescence. And uh, it's great to be connected with the Mets again, uh, as far as you're concerned, I would imagine. And I'm a little older than you. I actually uh, go back to the Polar Grounds. I I go remember uh, the 62 Mets uh, vividly. And uh, so I'm an old guy, but... uh... (laughs) That's a little bit before my time. (laughs) But we share the love of Mets. That bridges the generation gap. (laughs) Exactly. I've, I've I've now seen two World Series appearances i guess 2000 and 2015 and i have i have i was lucky enough to be at uh, a couple of the games in 2015 and you know it's just a really cool thing and you know hopefully you know that the mess can get one back um and, and win the whole thing well you're gonna be uh watching some of these developing guys the, the guys that are coming into the future being in a booth with the brooklyn cyclones and and uh we're going to talk today a lot more about you and, and uh, because there's not really a lot known about the Cyclones so far this year. We'll probably see some guys that played in Kingsport last year, uh, maybe even a holdover, who knows, but uh, probably some draft picks, but that's yet to be determined. That's got to be a little rough on you getting prepared for the season. Well, it doesn't make things necessarily easier, but it's a, it's a nice little challenge because you know, we'll end up getting the, the list of players who are going to be here in Brooklyn with us and getting to learn about them and meet them in person and turning around and getting going on Monday. I mean, the lucky thing is that, you know, growing up a Mets fan and being a Mets fan that, you know, I kind of know this organization maybe a little bit better than others in terms of the guys who might have been here last year or guys who are in Kingsport or the Gulf Coast League. And, you know, being in college baseball for the past few years, I know some of the college baseball names a little bit better than I might otherwise. So there, there is an air of familiarity to whatever this roster is going to end up looking like that, you know, will certainly help a little bit. I think. Without a doubt, without a doubt, and and uh, you do. You mentioned uh, college baseball. You had a, a career calling uh, Maryland baseball, and uh, also called uh, some Cape Cod League baseball. Tell us a little bit about that. So I mean, Maryland baseball was just you know, one of the greatest opportunities of my life so far, um, kind of started, we started our, our own kind of radio network to cover the Maryland baseball team and ended up working really closely with the administration that was for Maryland baseball, the coaching staff, the players, ended up traveling with them for the past three years uh, with the Maryland baseball network. And, you know, the Maryland baseball network kind of established itself as not only a flagship station for the Maryland broadcasts, but also a website, MarylandBaseballNetwork.com, that you know, covers the team with game recaps, feature stories. We do a weekly podcast, and, and it was just a really cool experience to be a part of that program, even just a small part of that program. And if not for the experiences that I had there, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any doubt that there's, there's no way that I would have been ready, qualified, any sort of the word for um, going up to the Cape Cod Baseball League last summer with the Chatham Anglers or even – you know, being here this summer with the Cyclones, there's no way that I would have been nearly as prepared or experienced um, if not for Maryland baseball. So just a really unique experience that um, afforded me the ability to travel 
to a lot of cool different places with that team and get a lot of innings under my belt and experience calling games and, you know, figuring out what works, what doesn't, um, what my personality is on the air, things like that. And, you know, it was, it was very much a trial and error period for the last two and a half years that, you know, I don't know what I would be or where I would be without it. And I think a lot of people don't realize that the uh, how big this Cape Cod League really is. It, it's uh, really a unique uh, situation. For those that don't know, it's it's uh, essentially a, a wooden bat league for a lot of the high prospects, the high college player prospects, I guess you'd say. And uh, it, it's really quite a big thing now. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of the premier college baseball summer leagues in the country. It actually is the premier college baseball summer league in the country. There's a number of Hall of Famers who have played there. Frank Thomas, um, Jeff Bagwell among them. Jeff Bagwell is actually uh, a Chatham angler back in the 1980s. And it's also become an area not only for, you know, college prospects for players to go, but also college broadcasters. So, you know, every team has two broadcasters who are at the college level and, you know, we all get to know one another and hone our skills. And it's the kind of the first experience that we all have of doing games every single day instead of at the college level where it's three games on a weekend, one in the middle of the week. I mean, up in Chatham, it was 49 games in 62 days. So you really get a feel for that that grind of a, of a longer baseball season or a longer baseball summer. And not only that, you get to know a lot of the, the top college prospects and a lot of the guys who are in that league. And, you know, just going through the draft and looking at the draft, especially on the Mets side of things, you know, there are a number of Cape League alums and Cape League All-Star alums that are on the Mets draft roster, so to speak. Quinn Brody, the third-round pick, Tony Jabril in the fourth round, Matt Winokur in the fifth round, all Cape guys, Stephen Valines in the tenth round, Matt Deuce in the fourteenth round. These are all guys that played in the Cape last summer or another. Um, and I, I could keep going on with this with his list of draft picks. <laughs> Stadjuar is another. Um, so these are guys that I've seen before in one way or another. And, you know, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's very neat that you have uh, – that'll help you in a booth uh, if these guys sign and they end up in Brooklyn because you'll have some knowledge, and I guess it would help you on the field too because uh, you have a little bit of uh, 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 a knowledge of these guys and, and uh, talking to them uh, will be a great help again. Absolutely. I mean, and especially guys like – I mean, I don't know where they're going to end up necessarily in the Mets system or if they're necessarily going to sign. That's up to them, but – Guys like Tony DeBrill and Jeremy Vasquez were players in Chatham last summer, so I know them, you know, personally, mm-hmm. um, which is which is kind of a cool thing. And, and I, when I saw their names go on the Mets draft board, that was kind of exciting. Well, if last year is any indication at all, uh, a lot of the guys that they drafted in college went to the Cyclones, and that's why there was such a vast turnover as they were waiting for the World College World Series to end and and uh, so on. But um, you know, it, it would it would make sense in a way that a lot of the college guys um, w- would end up in Brooklyn, and because uh, they have a season already, the high school kids they they usually put them lower, I guess, with kids more their age, and uh, so it's going to be an interesting thing when the roster finally does come out. I guess Monday morning we'll find out. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll find out soon enough, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> so you, you've had all of this great experience, and uh, you also had some other in, interesting internships uh, uh, on your way to this current position. Uh, how about talking a little bit about those? Uh, sure. So 
when I was a freshman in college, uh, the summer after my freshman year, it was the sort of thing where if I could find something to do, you know, from a career standpoint, then I wanted to do it. But if I didn't find anything, I wasn't going to be too upset because I was only a freshman. And through a couple of connections and a lot of luck, uh, I ended up getting an internship at SNY, the TV home of the Mets, and mm-hmm. met a bunch of people over there. And I think, honestly, without that internship, there's no way that I would have ended up in any of the other places that I've been because, you know, I, I kind of walked into that newsroom as a completely unexperienced, you know, freshman. I, I didn't really know much about anything on the television production side. And, you know, all the people in that newsroom, from the producers to the graphics people, um, the, the writers, the, the anchors, so on and so forth, taught me so, so much. And I couldn't be more grateful for the opportunity to be there. And, you know, the people that I met there helped me get to the other places like MLB Network and Around the Horn and things like that. Um, but it all started there at SNY. So I guess, I guess Gary, it really all does funnel back to the Mets. And I just can't, it, it's kind of incredible how much uh, this Mets organization has already provided me with from an opportunity standpoint. And it just seems to keep coming back. It circles back. Your your whole uh, circle of life or circle of career life comes back to the Mets all the time. And that's a great thing for a hometown kid. Would you have it any other way? No, no. <laughs> not at all, not at all. Now, um, uh, Jake, you, uh, how exactly did this job open up, and, and how were you able to find out about it, and, and uh, how were you? What, what was the selection process like for you? So, uh, again, it was a lot of luck, and the first stroke of luck was that the winter meetings this year were in Washington, D.C., which is only about 15, 20 minutes away from the University of Maryland. So once I saw that it was going to be there, well, I mean, I just I had to go. It was just a short, a short drive away, so I signed up, I went. Um, there's a big job fair and a bunch of jobs are posted around minor league baseball and, you know, the like, and a bunch of people that you can meet and talk to. And the Brooklyn Cyclones job was, was one of them. Um, and I saw that job. And as soon as I saw it, I actually, I, I sent an email out to Stu, uh, because funny enough, I had met Stu at the 2015 World Series. He was sitting a row in front of me for, for one of the games that I was at. And we had gotten to talking and he mentioned that he was doing the Cyclones games and I was you know, then I think a, a sophomore or a junior in college doing some broadcasting in Maryland. So, you know, we exchanged emails. I sent him a few things. He gave me some great advice on broadcasting. We stayed in touch. And when I saw that job open, I shot him and I said, hey, you know, what's, what's this all about? Is this something that, you know, you think I would be good for? Um, and he said, absolutely. Reach out to Billy Harner, the director of communications. Reached out to him, threw my name in the hat, got an interview, um, spoke to Billy in, in D.C. And you know, then it was just kind of a, a wait and see, and I, I got really lucky. It just sounds uh, fantastic and 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 uh, really great for you. I mean, this has got to be the dream job. Uh, of course, the dream job, I guess, would be calling the Mets games, but this has <laughs> got to be the closest thing to it. I mean, I could not ask for a, a better place to be or to start. There's no question that this is a harmonious thing. And, you know, Brooklyn is, uh, I know you've probably been in a booth already there and everything, and and it's pretty bigly compared to some of the, the other, uh, you know, uh, towns you're going to run into in the New York Penn League, though there is a, uh, there's a lot of feeling um, of, uh, 
what am I trying to say here? It it it, it, it it's getting better. There's a lot of league. A lot of the teams around the league are making improvements in the stadiums, and and this league is really. Uh, it's one of the oldest. Uh, minor league systems going but it's really made a lot of jumps the last few years as far as improvements and and uh it's really a great place to be yeah mcu park is absolutely stunning i mean you sit up in the press box or even down at the field level there's not a bad seat in the house i've realized and you just look out and you got the roller coaster behind the left field wall and you know the water and the beach behind the right field wall and it honestly could not be a more perfect backdrop for for a baseball field and it's in a really cool place, too. Coney Island is unlike really anything else in, in the entire country, even in the city. Um, so it's a really unique area to begin with, the fact that, you know, Nathan's Hot Dogs is right down the street. And, you know, the Mermaid Parade is today and things like that. Uh, you know, you don't get that in other places in the country or in the New York Penn League, like, you know, Batavia or State College right. or Vermont. You, you don't get that in those places. So MCU Park is really kind of a a diamond in the middle of Coney Island and it's literally a diamond in the middle of Coney Island and it's 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 really special. Well, I don't know if you've been to Richmond County Ballpark in Staten Island, but you're going to find that's another great view. Uh, looking out over the, the skyline of the city is really uh, is really great. And uh, I'll be there on Monday. Yes, you will, and uh, uh, you should really. It's going to be quite the sight. A number of the other play-by-play guys tell me that it's. Uh, they find it to be the, the, the best view in uh, all of the league. Um, now, have you made uh, contact or have you ever run into any of the other announcers in the league? Uh, I've run into a couple of them and know a couple of them from other places. Um, the voice of the Batavia Musk Dogs last year, Johnny Wincott, is a former Chatham Angler broadcaster, so I was talking to him about a couple things. He's not with the Musk Dogs this season. Um, he's with the Binghamton Rumble Ponies, the number two voice, Tim Hyman. But I also know Evan Stockton, who's going to be the voice of the Auburn Double Days. Uh, Evan was my broadcast partner in Chatham last summer. So we both ended up in the New York Penn League, which is really cool. And when we both saw the schedule and realized that Brooklyn and Auburn weren't going to play each other, needless to say, we were a little bit disappointed that we wouldn't get to see <laughs> each other over the course of the season. Um, but I'm, I'm excited to meet all the other broadcasters in the league and pick their brains and learn stories from them about, you know, the players on, on the teams that they're covering. And, you know, there's always a real nice camaraderie between broadcasters in the league. Yeah, and it's, there's a lot of nice guys in the league. Uh, John Leahy, uh, Lowell Spinners is one of the – boy, he's a great announcer, and I and, uh, hope you get to pick his brain because he's really a cool guy. And, oh, just so many of them. So you're going to have a great time as you go around the league and get to know these people. And and uh, I, I'm envious of you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I've said it many times, Gary. I could not be luckier to be where I am. <laughs> well, now, so you're going to be the number two guy in the booth with Stu Johnson. And uh, so what are your responsibilities going to be overall, both in the booth and outside of the booth? So in, in the booth, I'll be with Stu doing color commentary for most of the game and play-by-play for a few innings. Um, outside the booth, I'll be helping with some other media stuff, whether it be um, the, the pregame show down on the field and the video board, or Facebook Live videos that we do before every game, um, game notes, game recaps, interviews before and after the game with the coaches and players. 
Um, just really helping out in any way that I can to make Sue's job easier and Billy's job easier and make Cyclones baseball fun and available to everybody. Well, it sounds great, and and uh, I I, I want to wish you the best of luck. Uh, you sound like a nice young man, and I I heard a little bit of your calls from some stuff that you did at Maryland, and and I'm excited to hear you on Cyclones baseball this year, and uh, I'm I'm excited for the Cyclones to start this year. Can't wait. <laughs> You, you and me both. You and me both. We're, sure only 40, we're only 48 hours away. Ah, it's exciting. Uh, so tell the people where they can follow you on uh, social media. Um, oh, sure. Um, so I guess if, if you care to follow me at all, <laughs> uh, whether you find that interesting or not, uh, my Twitter handle is uh, my name, at Jake Eisenberg, with an underscore at the end. Um, I'll be posting pictures and, and links to the broadcast and things like that. Uh, my Instagram handle is the same, Jake Eisenberg with an underscore at the end of it. If you if you like pictures of baseball fields and pretty much nothing else, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's where people can find me. And of course, you can follow the Cyclones at BK Cyclones if you're not already. Um, the Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash um, Brooklyn Cyclones, um, and check out the website too. It's a brand new website that is really really nicely put together. Um, it's got some great links to all the promotion packages, the schedule. Um, some really cool promotions coming up. There's a new Listen Live page where you can listen to Cyclones games right on the website. Um, so give BrooklynCyclones.com um, a shot on your webpage and, and take a look at it. Terrific information. And, and again, Jake, uh, the best of luck in the upcoming year. Uh, and, and thanks so much for coming on to this uh, third season opener for me of the uh, Fever cast. And, and I hope to see you at the ballpark. My, my pleasure, Gary. Thank you so much for having me. Looking forward to meeting you in person. You're very welcome. And we'll be back right after this. Did you know that Baseball PhD can be heard on BaseballTalkRadio.com? Our shows rotate with other top baseball podcasts. Now don't forget, that's BaseballTalkRadio.com. With us, we'll help you get a PhD in life through baseball. With BaseballTalkRadio.com, you'll hear the rest of the excellent universe of baseball podcasts. And I'm back, and uh, I want to thank my guest, Jake Eisenberg, on this first edition of the third season of Cyclones Fever Cast, and uh, hopefully you'll join us every week as we delve into the world of the Brooklyn Cyclones and bring you interviews from around the New York Penn League. So until next time... Catch the fever, cyclone fever. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.